0: Hello and welcome to the first Tripe Supper of 2016. I'll take full responsibility for the fact our second of a two-part special didn't go up in the new year. He
1: was drunk. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm,
0: bl- I'm blaming a corrupted fan <laughs> and not a corrupted mind after a night of, uh, after a night of drinking. But anyway, uh, we're back for the first one of 2016, looking ahead to the FA Cup game with Burnley, uh, joined by Philip Towntire, Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Vickers. Uh, looking ahead to the game, I talk around, we didn't give many clues as to what we can expect in terms of the team. Uh, so, we'll do, we'll do the thinking there. What can we expect? It changes?
2: Well, he, he said he wouldn't be making, uh, in summary, he wouldn't be making wholesale changes. I think what he meant by that was he wouldn't be bringing all the kids in. He said as much. I'm not going to be giving the kids a run out. Um, it, I, 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 I fully expect him to make the same number of changes there or thereabouts as he's done for most cup ties so far, so that's between five, six or seven changes. You know, Mahias will come in, he might give Fernando a run out. Um, Callas hasn't played for a couple of weeks Forshaw needs a game Depena the list goes on first team squad members who aren't playing very often I'm sure they'll come in if not most of them maybe even all of them you know they need time on the pitch he's got two massive games next week two away games by the same token he won't want to lose the match he doesn't want to lose football he hates losing like all managers you know and he he, he uh, I fully expect also Burnley to make quite a few changes, I think he's more or less said as much hasn't he, Sean Dyke. so it'll probably be two teams makeshift teams if you want to describe it as that but therefore quite well matched teams
0: I know you said your notebook this week Vic and it, it's bang on the money you see that from, from his teams he selected in previous cup games uh, Karanka will want to win because it's Absolutely. a football game but and he'll <coughs> want to build, build on the momentum of yeah, the game in December well,
1: We it? say every week, we look at the team sheet we say, oh, look at the subs bench we say Half of those players would walk into any team in the championship. So even if he starts with the seven players that were on the bench as the spine of his team, in theory, that's that's a good team. Mm. And these lads have got something to prove. You know, if they want to get into the first team in the league matches, they've got to go out there and they've got to, they've got to actually grab the game by the throat and say, you know, this is why I should be in the team. Uh, we, we've seen a suggested team from Burnley, and you know, to be honest, we had to Google a few of them. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a, a chance for us to prove that borough have got strength in depth all these people that we say are good on the bench can actually deliver and i think it's important that the borough go out there and win because you know we've been ticking off the minutes and the clean sheets and the the number of games unbeaten and it's important to keep that going for the mentality of the club you know not not just i mean no one wants to, to toss off a game just because they think it's an inconvenience you know, this is a game we need to win to keep that run of clean sheets going, to keep that unbeaten run going, to keep the mentality around the club and to scare other teams by you know, showing Middlesbrough can turn out a second team and they've still battered Burnley. That, that's what we want to come away with. Uh, I also think it's important to, to put out a good team and a good performance because at the end of the day, punters are playing, paying real money for this. You know, If you're going to turn out a second team, then, then charge a fiver. You know what I mean? This is is very much a a live match for us. We had the same debate last year when it was Barnsley and people were saying, oh, we'd better to go out against Barnsley and concentrate on the league. But when we beat Barnsley, that set up away days at Man City and Arsenal, which were fantastic memories. Great days out, raised the profile of the club and put three million pounds in the kitty.
3: It's the same old question that comes <laughs> up, isn't it? Is the FA Cup a distraction for a promotion chasing team? But Vic's right. I mean, on one hand, a lot of supporters will look back at last season and you know that that day at Manchester City, you know, was up there with the very best days of you know probably the the kind of the borough recent lives history, exactly yeah, certainly yeah, recent history. Um, obviously the trip to Arsenal was you know, excellent as well and that came through the FA Cup by beating Barnsley um, it's interesting that I, I had a look early this week about whether through history it suggests whether a top two team does have an FA Cup run and it was quite interesting reading really that only one team in the last ten years that have gone up um, automatic promotion have gone past the fifth round of the Cup but I agree. I agree with Vic that you know, it, losing the game is certainly not an option I, I certainly think drawing it would be, a disaster. Oh, no, would be know, a disaster that would be the worst case scenario <laughs> yeah. but, um, I, yeah, I you, think
0: there'd almost be an agreement upon full yeah, time that they yeah, just play extra time just just such coin. Uproot, yeah.
3: <laughs> well I reckon Dimmy will get sent up for a corner if yeah. it's on 85 minutes but yeah I agree with Vic, they won't want to lose the game at all and do want to make that statement and it is a good chance for you know, as as Phil mentioned the likes of Calas, De Penna Forshaw, Fabrini who haven't really been getting much game time to show what they're worth because they're, you know they 've got two games next week, Brentford and Bristol City you know the the schedule's pretty relentless, going through January, February, March, and these players will you know, are you know, staking their claim for a, for a chance when one comes up because they'll be watching more throughout December from the bench, getting five, ten minutes here and there, yeah. and thinking,
0: how the hell am I going to get, get back in this team? You know, this is that chance, isn't it, they've been waiting for. Equally, uh, some would argue that this was the chance for, for the kids who've been so impressive for the 21s and the 19s and the 18s. Karanka basically said that that's not going to happen. Are you
2: slightly surprised at that? Did, did you expect to see one or two faces, even if it was just from the bench? I'm a little bit surprised that maybe there isn't a chance to put one or two of them on the bench. I don't think there's any justification necessarily for starting with any of the players. You could be a romantic and say it'd be great for Harry Chapman to start on the left on um, on Saturday against Burnley. And I'm sure if you got the opportunity, he might he might grasp it with both hands. I think I think Karanka's a little bit worried about exposing players to situations like that, because he knows that, you know, you give him half an hour against Burnley, that'll probably be the only first-team football he gets Mm. this season. So, what's the benefit against, you know, it's a reward for the player, I suppose, but what's the genuine benefit for everybody? Um, You know, players like Harry Chapman are exciting players, but they're a long way short of being what you'd describe as first-team ready. Um... But, yeah, I mean, there's, there is an argument, I probably couldn't disagree, that, you know, those players being on the bench isn't the most silliest idea in the world. You know, somebody, you have to start somewhere. Mm. Ryan Giggs started at 16, 17, didn't mm. he? But, I mean, you talked about one of the best players of the last 20, 30 years. Well, so.
0: with Dale Fry, we've seen he
2: can do yeah, it. Yeah, he did he? a good job when he played against Preston, he had a good pre-season. Lewis Maloney had a good pre-season, mm. and we all agreed <laughs> on that. So... Well, Cranker just thinks, I'm sure, that he's got players already who can't get a game. Yeah. You know, he's worried about giving Adam Forshaw some football, and as you say, Carlos de Pena and people like that, like Thomas Callas, Thomas Mejiaz. So, he song there, <laughs> 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 So, um, so you know, he's thinking, before I worry about whether um, Lewis Maloney gets a run out or Dale yeah. Fry, I-, I need to keep some of my first team squad regulars happy.
0: Is, is there an argument in that case then, Vic, for, for them to go out on loan?
1: The fringe players, those,
0: those young players, the Chapman, Fry, and Maloney.
1: <laughs> I I don't see enough of them to make that judgment, but I think yes because, you know, we want these people to make their mistakes away from the Riverside, basically, mm. and you you do make mistakes when you you're thrown in young, uh, you know, and we've seen the role model there, you know, Ben Gibson who went to non-league clubs, then he went to Plymouth, and he he went to Tranmere. Uh, and he got a lot of football under his belt, and he, you know, he learnt a lot of life lessons as well. I think.
2: Wouldn't you say he was almost the exception rather than? He, than, he is, but, he, but he's the one reach.
1: But reach. he's the one person that, that's around on the scene that, that that kind of demanded that he went out on loan. A lot of players are happy to stay in the bubble at, at Hurworth, and who wouldn't? It's a fantastic setup.
2: And if you did the checklist of the, 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 the sorry, the, rugby, of the mental characteristics of the players you'd think would do well on loan. Ben Gibson would have always been yeah. one of your top players because mm-hmm. he's mature. It, yes, it's, it? it's a big ask sometimes for a 16 or 17 year old to go and live in digs in yeah, exactly. Doncaster or wherever or Preston if you know some, some flourish in that situation yeah. some don't right. sorry I mean the,
1: the, the thing about uh, academy football is you, you're playing up against people the same age the same size the same weight and in some some aspects it's a, a very controlled environment and you can shine at that level and look fantastic but you we won't be able to see whether players can actually hack it until they're in you know a league one game getting getting all you know seven bells kicked out of them by a giant centre-half who's mm. ten years older.
0: You know, you know, you, yeah, I was going to say, you, you watch the under-21s and, and the kids regularly. What are your thoughts on
3: Yeah, that? I mean, it's the argument that's always trotted out, isn't it? You know, playing against the same kind of age and, and the standard's are not great. And I've had many conversations with um, Paul Jenkins, the under-21s boss, about that. And actually, I do agree with his viewpoint. That's a little bit harsh. I mean, you know, teams now use the under-21 league, the top of the under-21 league, which Middlesbrough are now in, as a way of bringing back the injured players first team professionals look last season you had Robin van Persie and Falcao playing for Manchester United Victor Valdes in goal so you know it is a good experience for them with with talk about whether Chapman Fry should go on loan I still think, if you look at this time last year, neither of them had broken into the under-21s yet. It's yeah. still way, way early in their progression. I think Ben Gibson and Adam Reach will have been a little bit older, certainly at least a year older than I'm than a, they are now. I, I was just going to say, news. just, just before, before that, Dom, I was, I was just going to say, you think even something like Adam
2: Johnson and, and Stuart Downing, they they, they made they made their debuts quite young, but they never got established till they were 19, no, 20, no, no. 21. You know, it's, it's better down in... I think around around 20 Jono had to wait even longer really it wasn't yeah. until relegation that Jono got a good run in the team <laughs> and you're talking about players who played for England yeah. that is you know, the but, reality is the number of players who come into a team at 17 anywhere yeah. and, or 18 and play 38 games 46 and games we, season, we were in a
1: similar position we all knew that Stewie Downham was going to be great but he had to go out on loan to a lower league oh, club.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: he could <can> do <laughs> that next year, can't he? <laughs> uh, <there's laughs>
2: <of those> t- <laughs> uh,
0: Caracas said that, though, didn't yeah. he? He was asked about Zuccolini and Stevens and, and kind of, you know, that they're getting their chance. But he said that they're 21, 22, however old, there's a hell of a lot of difference, isn't there, between a 17 year old and a 22. And a yeah, I
2: thought it was a bit disingenuous, frankly. I think he, you know, because Jack Stevens hasn't got, he, he had a loan period, to be fair, but Bruno Zucchellini's barely played any first team mm. football. I know he's a little bit older. And you could argue his pedigree is a little bit more exciting because he's Argentinian and he's been here and he's been there. But the reality is, I don't think they're any really... I think they're almost in the same situation, aren't they? They're not quite ready for regular first-team football. That's why they're out on loan, yeah. albeit from Premier League down to Championship. But by the same token, are they... You know, you could say they're in a similar situation to maybe your, your Bryn Morris and your Lewis they they're, who, who are sort of 1920s, so... I don't know,
3: I'm not quite sure that stacks up, that argument. I think the, what's interesting, the one argument with Chapman, is that uh, you know, he's playing out of his skin this season, we've all seen that, and actually he's been doing it for the last 12 months, he's been playing at that level now. Um, potentially he could slot into a, a role where you don't think, really, Middlesbrough are blessed. Certainly if you're talking to the team that, that could play at Burnley, they're very short on the flanks, aren't they? The Carlisle Penner will probably play, but obviously Carriol's back, but... You don't expect him to play Yannick's on the you know on the verge of going out. Your husband and another left sided is on his way out as well. You know you, you could argue if you're on the other side of the fence. Say, and when will you know when has there ever been a better opportunity to throw in a player in a position where Borough are a, 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 a short? Well, an example of that is, and it's a slightly
2: different type of play, but um, Curtis Main. Um, I remember the summer when he joined Borough, Tony Morby had absolutely no intention of using him that following season. He said as much people keep asking me about you know Curtis Mayne he's not getting a game but Curtis kept doing it in the reserves in those days and, and he kept knocking on the door and by I think it was around Christmas time Tony had to put his hands up and say I'm going to have to put him in I, him book. Book. Yeah, I know, he was, I know Curtis Mayne's a little bit older than <clears throat> and, and, um, Harry Chapman but nonetheless players can just do eventually relentlessly knock on the door to the point where you've just got to put them in and and um, you know, I, I I slightly disagree with the suggestion that the twenty ones is that competitive. This is just my personal viewpoint. I have watch quite a lot of twenty one football, and there's a big discussion within the professional game at the moment, isn't there? About is that stepping stone to the senior team? It's too much of a golf. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the finding a middle way between youth football and, and first team football. Still haven't really mm. found it the mm. ideal solution, so but I don't want to do anyone down. You know, a good performance is a good performance, and uh, a promising player is a promising player. So let's wait and see.
0: The, uh, John, oh, sorry, you, you spoke about the kind of left side of players there and, and, and the imminent departures, and was coming back, which kind of takes us on to the, the transfer talk and the loan movement this week. Um, first carry-on, do, do we expect him to feature in the
1: second half of the season? Personally, I would say no. Uh, He's had two loan spells elsewhere, at Brighton at the back end of last season. I think he's been solid and not spectacular, and I don't think there was any urge from Brighton to to buy him. And similarly, you know, at uh, Huddersfield, you know, he's again, he's he's had some good performances. fans seem to like him, but there's no outrage that he's left. And at the end of the day, you know, the, the new manager has sent him back. So that doesn't suggest that he's on the verge of breaking into a team that is so disciplined and organised and winning games. So I, I think you know you'd expect him to go back out on loan.
0: It leaves a player somewhat at somewhat of the crossroads, doesn't it? A player
1: who this
0: time last year there was such a clamour for him to feature for Borough.
2: Yeah it's the old argument, isn't it? When you're not in the team you're a great player. We've seen that so often then. and he was really unlucky actually in the timing of his injury, you know, March 2014 was it? It's gone back that long now, nearly two years. Um he was just getting into a retreat vein of form for Burrow, wasn't he? And he thought he had a bright future at the club, and he's never really recovered from that. I, I think he'll, he'll he'll go back out sooner rather than later. I, I, we spoke about it, didn't we, at the press conference with Karanka at uh, Rockcliffe, and he... It didn't go overboard. Let's put it that way. He was, he played it that's down, the, nice, and that's it? not to say he won't be on the bench. off each you know, maybe he's one of the cup ties, but he's nowhere near the first. I think thing. his
1: major disadvantage is that he's been out for two years while the philosophy and methodology has been ingrained yeah. in this club. And if we think back a year ago, you would say there was question marks over Albert Adoma because he was doing yeah. the stuff up front, but he wasn't doing the defensive duties. And Albert Adoma has become acclimatized to. the the, the Karanka style and now he's much more productive as a member of a balanced team and Muzzy's missed out 18 months two years of, of that learning experience and growing into the system that we that we use here now so he's probably well down the pecking order for for that position just because he's not you know he's not a Karanka player he hasn't had the chance to be.
2: I am surprised, mind you, talking about that, that position, why Adam Reach has been allowed to go oh, I was going to yeah, move on to, to Reach to and, go back out and I really can't quite get my head around that because <clears throat> he had a really good season last season. I know he tailed off at the end a little bit. they got Albert playing on the left and you see him pulling the ball back onto his right foot nearly every opportunity he gets because he's clearly not comfortable crossing with his left. So it's a makeshift solution to a problem. Um, I'm not saying Adam Reach is the long-term answer, but... I would have thought it was a useful block to have as an option but If with were Adam
3: Reach though I mean you would, you would you've basically gone from no games at the start of the season yeah. to playing every week yeah. for Preston being probably one of the better players by all accounts. You're not going to be jumping through hoops to come back to Middlesbrough and sit on the bench uh, again. I take
1: the, fa- the fact that Adam Reach came back, came back for basically to pick up his Drop his washing off at his mum's and went straight <laughs> back to Preston. I, would, I, would, I, I see that as an indication that they would bring someone in on the left. Yeah. Well,
2: the fr- right. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, but, well, I'm, but I'm putting them in devil's advocate I think Adam Beach at his best. Is as good as, if not better than Adam um, Albert Adoma playing out of position on the left. No, I agree. I mean, I think of the lone Personally, players. That's just my viewpoint.
1: Of the players that were out on loan all the all the lefties, he was the one person that you would think, well, could solve that problem on the left.
0: Yeah. That yeah. said, though,
1: I think Adoma's been excellent in recent weeks on the left. I, I know. I'd being, say he's,
2: he's did,
0: doing uh, a decent think,
2: job,
3: but it's not his natural
2: position.
0: No, is no, no, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Not. I do agree. It looks, a, it still looked a little lopsided. albeit, yeah. you know, I remember at Switch and He pretty much single-handedly yeah. Yeah, yeah. turned yeah, that game. Wrong. I mean, yeah. he's capable of that, but. It, uh, it's interesting that you said that Borough will probably look to sign on the left because that, if I've ever heard one's a damning indictment of Carlos de Penra, isn't it?
1: Well, he, he clearly hasn't done it and he hasn't acclimatised yet and we, and Karanka's mentioned he's struggled to bridge the cultural gap as much as anything you know, we shouldn't make out that there's a problem there because at the end of the day we've got a, if an England left wing international in the books, he can play there Fabrini can play there, Adoma showed he can play there, so it's, it's not a crisis but you know the the balance along that that three, you're only one injury and one suspension away for having from having to do some sort of botched job yeah, to, think, to get the balance. I think there. what Borough
2: haven't had to content with, and thank goodness they haven't, is 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 a long term injury to a senior player. Yeah, and I, for, I do not want to tempt fate, but you think you've got, George Friend has played game after game after game? It's great to have that. Stuart Downing got through. You know, all all of Borough's most important players touch wood have, have, have gone through the season virtually without. Picking up so much as a niggle, the squad hasn't been therefore hasn't really been tested in that respect. You know, ha- could Borough cope if you lost George Fenn for six, six or eight months rather than six days? You know, have you got a replacement? Because obviously James Husband's probably going to go back out on loan. So uh, uh, that, that's the only possible weakness in the squad that I can think of. You would
0: hope that, the, that there'd be recall clauses within the loans of. Of uh, husband, for example, although, although correct, I'm sure I'd argue that Amarabieta can play left
3: back if. Yeah. I mean, how incredible is it we're talking about that, by the way? Obviously, Damia, Bella, and Alex Baptiste are both expected to come back in their first team training this month, ease back through the 21s, and that means that Touchwood, Middlesbrough, have a clean bill of health in 2016. Is any other team in That's the Championship, remarkable. in the Premier League, have a full, a clean bill of health?
0: That's credit, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, this it's week, up, this up, week up, how much yeah. have we read about Klopp? And the intensity and yeah. the hamstrings. Three the hamstrings game. in one game. Arsenal Veng- Arsen get it every single year. Don't yeah, it's a less football
3: than it. Yeah, it's credit, or, or isn't or it, to what doing. Yeah, the same and, amount of football. To be fair, Crank, it does come under a, a fair bit of flack, you know, with his rotation. And I think fans have just about started to understand it and kind of get on mm. board with it. But he does allude to it in press conferences. And he says, you know, that you know, play, people don't see how, how these players train during the week. I know how they train and I know when people are tired and blah, blah, And you can't argue with it. I mean, no. the results are there, yeah. see.
0: With Wildshut, just back to that left side problem, uh, Karanka seemed to suggest that he and the player had made the mind up before he came back, you know, and it wasn't a case of let's monitor him on, on the on the training field and see. Uh, were you surprised at all by that, Vic? Did, did you expect him maybe to have a look at him over a couple of weeks? or? I think
1: a very strong signal was sent out when he allowed Wildshut to become cup tied. Yeah. That to me says that, you know, that. It, it, he doesn't, fa- doesn't seem as a factor in the squad going on from, from here because otherwise you would think that those sort of players, you know, you'd have one mind in playing, maybe featuring on the bench in the cup or whatever. The fact that he let him play for Wigan in the cup, that to me
2: is... A, a, I mean, not every move works out, simple as that. Yeah. You know, from the top clubs down to the bottom clubs, not every move worked. You could argue the toss as to whether or not he was given enough an opportunity last
3: season, but that's history now. The funny thing is, you say it doesn't work out. I remember the the Wheel shot was it for about six hundred k, and now they're talking about potentially up to a million to sell it. So, in terms of finances, it might not have been you know, might not have broken the Borough's first team, but certainly done no harm in giving him a try.
0: And you can see kind of Karanka's point in that. Yes, he's been brilliant for Wigan, but there's a there's an awful lot of difference between the top end of League One and the Premier League, which is where karanka has got to be looking. You know, he's got these January signings. If he does bring someone in, he's got to be looking at someone who. Can, be doing it in the Premier League next year,
1: hasn't But I think if, if they do go big, then that, that will be a factor. I personally don't expect it, to be honest. I, mean, I, I think there'll be someone on the left, probably on loan, possibly from a Premier League club. I think there'll be someone to cover the gap left by Stevens and, and uh, Zuccolini. Again, probably on loan. I think it, I mean, the, the indications are, you know, we've been told off the record that if the right player is available at the right price... They would do it. But on the other hand, the team, they, they did a lot of spending in the summer to restructure the team, and that team's four points clear at the top with the game in hand. So there's not a lot wrong there. So I, I think it will just be tweaks and fine tuning. I don't personally expect a big spend, and I know there's been a lot of talk about Ross McCormack and uh, uh, Jordan Rhodes. I think Victor Orta was brought in to prepare a strategic plan to sign players for the Premier League in the years to come. With that in mind, I think, you know, why would you rush ahead and second-guess what's going to happen next year by spending big on someone that may not fit the profile? And also you have to worry about the dynamics in the dressing room. We saw what happened at Derby last year when they brought in two players from outside and slightly changed the, the shape of the team. And change the psychological balance within the dressing room. And it doesn't take much to, to disrupt a good squad of players where, you know, we know everyone goes around to Grant's house whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. uh, y- you need people to buy into that and be part of a collective and be part of a, a, a united, uh, you know, a, a everyone to have the same philosophy. Bringing someone in from outside is a really, really risky business. How
2: often do January transfers work, let's be honest? Yeah. yeah. How uh, often, really? You know, because the fact is, not many clubs are going to let a decent player go if they can possibly help it. So it's probably a player who hasn't played that much football because they're, they're not in the first team somewhere in the Premier League. And you can't see a decent player from the Championship being loaned to Borough, so you'd have to buy him. So it's, as Vic says, you, you might be a little bit of tinkering, but I can't see anything wholesale, unless you get an absolute bargain for your lap.
1: The person that ticks all the boxes, if they're out there, I think Steve Gibson would sanction the, the, the money for it. But it is a question of ticking all the boxes, and at this time,
3: it's very hard to get that. I don't. I don't understand the clamour for for this big signing. I mean, I think we're only, we're only like what eight or nine days into January, and you know, it is relentless looking at the you know on Twitter and all, all that kind of thing. and I know that's the nature of the beast of you know the January transfer window. But I mean, we're, we had a look in the table. Obviously, they've got the best defence and you know the shattering thirty-year records at the minute, so they're not conceding goals. They're the third, joint third highest score in the championship, only. I think it's only Derby, Fulham, 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 and Brentford. I think have scored more goals. So there's nothing wrong there. They've just won seven out of the last eight in the league. I think, you know, they haven't been even beaten at the Riverside. You've been beaten three times in the entire 2015 at home. I don't know what's wrong. I I don't well, think there's if much if wrong. Well, I don't
0: think there is. Sorry, no, I don't yeah. think there. Is, I, I yeah. know you understand the clamor, but when you say wrong, I don't think there's any complaints out there. I don't think there's no. any negativity. I think
2: that's just like fans just like transfers, yeah, the idea of a natural, transfer. I, guess, I mean it? I no. think even if even if you know you could say what what one transfer if you could offer the fans it realistic, I'm not talking mm. about Lionel Messi, would they love to see going through I'm in January? Really, <laughs> <is> that's it? <laughs> not realistic unfortunately, not yet. Um, they might they would probably say, oh well I'd love Patrick Bamford back. But mm. then you you counter argument to that is you've got Kike just starting to get settled again. Nugent's clearly a decent operator at this level You've got Stuani who can't get a game up front. You've got Bamford who hasn't played any football of note since May. You know that couldn't. That doesn't necessarily have to be the dream move. You think it would be? You know, there's there's many pros, sorry cons, as there are pros
3: for a move like that. At the moment, you kind of feel almost leave well alone, and you see kind of. I know Derby were the quickest out of the yeah. blocks, weren't they? This week they brought in um, Kamara and uh, Nick Blackman from from Reading, and, and you do see. I mean, I know it's the, the vocal minority that will be doing this, but the, you know the. They're the one that speak loudest, saying, "Oh, Derby have, have brought two players in already, and we have. You know, we're standing still, and you know, we'll, they might catch us up. That kind of thing." But I mean, I just, I just don't see it. I think that they're bringing players in because they're they are short yeah, because in certain got, areas. They've got a gap to bridge. Exactly. exactly. Middlesbrough well, had that have, match against Borough Derby. How many of those
2: players did you generally think? Oh, I don't, exactly. I don't like him in the Borough team. Isn't
3: that Middlesbrough starting eleven? I don't think there's any room for. Anyone else to come in? I mean, you're talking, as Vic said, your mind minor tweaking around the edges of, you know, it just in case an injury happens, someone to cover central midfield, someone to cover left midfield if, you know, a dome gets injured or whatever like that. It is really just tweaking. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We'll finish
0: there. If you've listened to this, then you know we haven't had any problems at all in publishing it. So thanks again. <laughs> Cheers.